Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Forrest. Howdy. It's You got it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I almost said Seth. Yeah. Uh, Seth, we miss you and love you. Yes. He's um, He was working, so... We are recording tonight, and draw, no drum roll. I don't want the audio to end up bad, Forrest. Oh, true. Um, you know how much I love drum rolls. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we did the pin giveaway, and it was pretty successful. We had some entrance. It was great. Enough entrance that I actually had to choose randomly. Nice. Uh, so to people that did not get chosen, you're still loved, and we appreciate you. Um, but to Colin... Tim, Emilisa, Michael, and Joe, you all won pins. I gave the pins to Colin and Tim today, actually. Uh, they work in the same place, and I just drove it over to them when I got coffee today. Nice. So they liked them a lot. <clears throat> if we get more positive feedback from having pins, I'll order more, and we'll do more giveaways or whatever. So, nice. you know, merch... Uh, having your own podcast and then having your logo put on stuff is really neat. Yeah. And it's fun to have. So, especially when you're, you know, out and about and you get complimented on something or someone asks what it is. Yeah. Because it looks neat. And it's like, well, that's my podcast. I'm ex- I'm very excited so. to sport one of these around at work. Yeah. Coming up soon. So, let's get into what we played this week. Mine's a little arduous. <laughs> I forced myself to play through the rest of Paper Mario and the Origami King. I don't know if Anla is part of it, but at least Paper Mario, Origami King. J- quick question. So just so I, I get an idea of, like, how, how specifically, like, marathon are we talking here? Like, how many hours over how many days are you thinking... I definitely, within the last seven days, played 15 hours of it, for sure. All right. Um, now, I know that, well, I, my playtime ended up around 40 hours. Gotcha. So I'd say around 15 hours, yeah. And then the week before that, I did 10 to 15. Yeah. So you're so putting I was, in. I thought bit. I was at the halfway point. When I said that I got to the halfway point. Spoilers. The last three wrappings are way longer than the first two. (laughs) So the main chunk of the game is... So there's five... um, There's five, like... I forget what they're called. Like, you know, the stuff you put around gifts. Um, Bows. No, no, oh. like the stuff that makes the boats. Ribbons. Ribbons. There's five. Gotcha. There's five ribbons you have to eliminate that are wrapped around Peach's castle. And the first two you do rather quickly. And so I'm like, man, I'm cooking. I'm halfway through this game. Wow. Nope. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not halfway through this game. Your suffering but, uh, is prolonged. So... That's why I was so much more positive on it before. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm cooking. This is Maybe this isn't as arduous and um, exhausting as I thought it was going to be. Uh, and I got this game wanting it to be really good, but I know that it was going to have its faults because of the combat system. Yeah. Because the combat system, 
uh, I don't know if you know, dear listener, but the combat system is there as set dressing, essentially. Uh, it is it's there to present a challenge, but you don't gain anything by doing it. You don't, I mean, you gain coins, uh, but you can easily just find coins out in the wild and afford everything you need to buy. The, the coins are just there to make you feel good. I ended the game with like 50,000 coins, like just too much. Jeez. And so the coins you can spend on accessories or use the toads you gather to help you in battle. But the, the battles you don't level up, none of your items level up. Um, they're just there to present a challenge as you go through. And so it starts to feel really... I can't even accurately use the word grindy because if you're grinding, you are working towards something. Yeah. And in this, you are just doing it to get through it. It's, you're not really gaining anything. It's just part of the game. It's their version of enemy interaction and it's not good because they take away any sort of RPG element that could be attached to it. If they added RPG element to it where like I leveled up and I could just kind of boost through some of that, uh, it would have been fantastic. But some of the puzzles are so frustrating to solve, at least to my brain. Yeah. My brain really couldn't grasp some of them, and that might be just a me problem, but my brain had a real hard time with some of the puzzles, and so it was just like the battles were too long when they could have been very fast. Yeah. So the game was good. I would say, I was telling my friend, so my friend wanted to buy it from me. And I told him, like, man, you might not want to buy this from me. You might as well let me trade it in. Because he was going to give me what GameStop was going to give me. Um, and so I'm like, you you kind of don't want to buy this from me. Because really, out of the 40 hours I played, I enjoyed 15 to 20 of it. Mm. Um, the other 15 to 20. So I would argue that 15 to 20 comprises of the boss battles, which is where the game got unique and fun. Yeah. And the so there is some battles you have with these giant paper mache creatures that are in world. So you while walking okay. around in the overworld, you have a hammer and you can jump on stuff. Typical Mario behaviors. Yeah. Um, and so you you fight these giant paper mache creatures, and so those battles are really fun because they're more like traditional Mario boss fights, and that's where the game excels really. The problem is then they just throw you back into that crappy battle system over and over again until you like you really have to trudge through it to get through to the good stuff. Hmm. So if the game was just a boss rush mode, it'd be fun and <laughs> fanciful and great. And I'd recommend it to everyone. But um, all the good stuff is wrapped up in this um, bloated 40 hour game that doesn't have to be 40 hours. I don't think it really did at all. It's kind of a shame that it was 40 hours. It could have been 25 and I would have been happy. Yeah. And I think they could have done the same amount of game. Well, not the same amount, but the same effect. Yeah. The characters were real good. Like there's a lot of good stuff here, but I can't, I can't like, I can't with good conscience put this game on someone. Only because by the end of it, even though I can say good things about it, I don't think it was worth 
sixty dollars. Yeah, and I don't think it was worth the forty hours I put into it. So, the writing is good. The music is good. The music is great. The it's just at the end of the day that can only get you so far. Yeah, you can. You can't. You still got to play the game yeah. to experience this stuff, and the game just kind of isn't worth it. If, if, so if gameplay doesn't hold up, especially after that long amount of time, the rest of the game falls apart because of it. Right. right? Yeah. Which is, I mean, like I'm not trying to compare because they're two very different games, but um, it's kind of where Persona Five like shines with me. Ever since I stopped playing that game, I've thought about it every day. Because I think the game, the gameplay loop is so good and it's yeah. so enticing, and I wanted to go back to it. And I, I really need to play these other games to talk about them on the show. <laughs> People don't want to hear me talk about Persona Five every week. I don't want to talk about Persona Five every week because it will bore you. Um, but r- like this game, I just need to get through it, uh, especially for my own mental health. Because I was like, I spent sixty dollars on this game. Even though me and Seth had kind of decided we probably weren't going to get it because it's like it was we just knew from the outset, and I thought maybe maybe this will not be as bad as I think, and then it ended up being forty <laughs> hours, and that's really just make it twenty twenty five hours. You yeah. could have easily done that. So, I think the ending was really neat, and uh, the the. Visuals are beautiful, but it's hard not to do beautiful visuals with paper paper Mario because it's paper. Yeah. Uh, the water, the water is like some of the best water in a video game. Like disturbingly so. Yeah. They, <laughs> um, you know, there's the good Nintendo meme of nice water. The guy that um, he had the me verse thing and in every game where there's water, he would yeah. talk about how good the water is. And so... That's that's Paper Mario. It's not Suplex certified, um, but I I think that there's something there. If you find it for thirty dollars or something, and you want to give it a shot, go for it. I you, but the moment it starts to nag at you and you start to think, man, this is getting kind of tedious. It's not going to stop getting tedious. It's only going to drag more and. That is really sad yeah. and unsatisfying. And the cool boss battles you get through don't make up for the tedium you get go through. So that's just that's kind of where I landed with it. Um, and it's you know it's just kind of a bummer. But you know I get to talk about something else <laughs> next week. Um, I I want you know if if there's anything that people out there want me to play or something let me know um some of the things i found joy in this past week was i played rocket league with some friends and i'm getting like really not i wouldn't i would never say i'm getting really good because to be good at rocket league uh, if you ever watch esports rocket yeah, league it's insane it up, yeah but just know that like i'm getting better and i'm like able to track where the ball's going a lot better and stuff so um i'm enjoying it i am streaming my PC games on my Twitch, which is First X Avenger, don't go there like expecting there to be a schedule of <laughs> like, I'm going to be playing this, this, and this. I'm mainly just jumping on there and streaming for some community. Yeah. If, if, if you join and you watch, that's great. If you don't watch, whatever. I'm not going to be mad or upset. <laughs> 
Um, so shout out to anyone that's watched me play. Uh, I actually had like a bunch of people watching me play Rocket League the other night. Um, some people were watching me and my friends be really dumb and see of thieves. <laughs> that was great. And I played Fall Guys on PC. That's so there you go. I did have one really positive thing. Um, with a, a tinge of negative. Okay. <laughs> because there's a lot more cheater there. Well, it's because PC is really the only place you can find cheaters. Yeah. So uh, people are cheating in Fall Guys. And uh, I don't know what to tell you people that think cheating is okay in Fall Guys, but uh, come on, <laughs> get it together. <laughs> it's a fun game. Stop being a jerk. Yeah. It's just a boop and jelly bean game. Let it happen. No need to be super like competitive, gun for first place all the time. Right. So, Forrest, you want a fun fact about the Fall Guys themselves? I love fun facts. The David. jelly jelly beans? That's what they are. They're jelly beans. They're jelly beans. They're six feet tall canonically. Oh, God. I, okay, yes. I thought this is what you were going for. This is horrifying. Yes. <laughs> they are absolute units. <laughs> Doesn't make no sense. Nope. But, you know, I mean, it makes sense. It also brings in the scope that the stages are huge yes like that's kind of fun <laughs> i've always envisioned it as a much smaller yeah like, like a like on top of a desk at most you yeah, know? yeah yeah like in literal jelly bean yeah just running around not but six feet tall nope <laughs> so not not uh, hundreds of beings just like two inches taller than me give or take yeah that's horrifying so <laughs> i'd be demolished uh, Fall Guys is fun. I got a win on PC. Nice. I have four wins on PS4 and one win on PC. And gotta equal out that ratio. Yeah. <laughs> uh I've I love playing Fall Guys. It's so much fun. They their social media is really good if you don't yeah. follow it. Uh they're adding the big Yeetus to the game <laughs> in the next coming weeks, which is this hammer that's gonna say Yeet when it hits you, which is great. <laughs> ten out of ten. I love Yeet. It's the best. Um so, whatever. Fall Guys what is that? fun. I can't really... I don't know if I've played anything else worth talking about. That's fair. So, I'm playing... Within the next week, Tony Hawk comes out Friday. Yeah. And I'm going to play a short hike and beat it. Uh, that game's only like three hours long. And I played through 45 minutes of it the night it came out. I remember that, yeah. And never went back. So, I need to go back. And it's, you know, that's a pleasant little game. Yeah. So stuff to play for sure, even though we're hitting a slow period. Here. Yeah. Uh, Forrest, what have you played? I, in my infinite wisdom, uh, after beating a game I've never played before, have decided to go back and play through a game that I've played multiple times before. Um, for the past few uh, days, um starting from, like, I think last Thursday up until, I think, Monday this week. I have been doing a New Game Plus playthrough of Arkham Knight. Nice. Yeah. Sometimes you need to go back to a warm blanket that you know is there. Yes. The New Game Plus, though, um, it forces (laughs) you to play on the highest difficulty, and... This has become much less of a warm blanket that the normal and hard mode playthroughs were for me, and has become a cold knife to the heart. Oh god! <laughs> um, 
the difficulty is ramped up. Enemies do so much damage. You don't get a, a counter indicator, like, above their heads when they attack you. So, like, you have to know their animations, see what kind of attack they're throwing out. Um, and with all the different enemy types in the game, that can be really hectic and really hard to read. Um, and just, I am getting demolished. <laughs> if there's any group of enemies greater than, like, eight, I am, like, fearing for my life. And really? Yes, and this... Uh, I always felt like... I know it's weird to attribute a number to it, but I feel like a crowd of eight is where that game got optimally fun. On, on, on normal. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. On this highest difficulty, though, it is devastating. You are overwhelmed and, like, thankfully you have all of your upgrades and items and whatnot from your previous playthrough, so I'm just chucking freeze grenades at, like, every big enemy or, like, someone with a sword or whatever because those are the ones that I just have the hardest time with. Um, but every combat encounter has become this almost surgical, strategic maneuver for me like i just i have to be so focused and in the zone and i can barely make like any mistakes you know yeah and that is so difficult to do sometimes but like it's also really rewarding though and i used to really not like this game um mainly because of the batmobile sections but like even replaying it now i'm warming up on those a little bit um just because I'm also doing this thing where I'm not using it as my main mode of um, traversal around town. I am flying and gliding everywhere that I can, pretty much. And so I'm just in the Batmobile during those specific missions. And I'm just, like, not doing those as much. Because um, a lot of them are actually kind of optional. Um, I'm not doing a lot of those compared to, like, on-foot missions, you know? Um, so I'm about, like, 30 or 40% through the game right now and nice. but like it's really fun it's i'm having more fun with it now than i did the last time i played it which was like two years ago give or take all right yeah um so on top of that i have also started spirit fair oh nice yeah 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 it's a really nice game um to give listeners a bit of an idea you take over um for Charon, who, um, if you're familiar with, like, Greek mythology, he is the ferryman into the underworld. He gets you on his boat, takes you to, takes you to the underworld. So you take over for him, and your goal throughout this game is to find all these lost spirits and people who are getting ready to go to the other side, and you get them on your boat, and you, like, tend to them, and you just do nice things for them, and, like, you can, like, feed them, give them hugs, which is really nice. Cause sometimes like just, just having a sweet option like that just really warms your heart. Uh, it does for me at least. And like, you can talk with them then just do a bunch of like, just nice little things. It's not like a complex game or anything. Um, but a lot of the characters have like specific likes and dislikes, especially when it comes to food and like certain kinds of weather and like even down to, places that you travel some of them won't like those mm -hmm. so like but they're you're not really like losing anything if or like hurting them per se if you go to those locations they're just like hey i don't really like it here but like 
I trust you. Um, and I've I played the game for about three hours now, I think. I've got three characters on my boat. Um, and one of them is a really big frog named Atul. <laughs> you do love frogs. Yes, and I... I, like, the moment that he, like, got revealed, I started taking, like, screenshots and pictures and sending it to some of my other friends. Like, I was so excited for the fact that I just have this frog man on my ship. (laughs) And he's so jolly and happy, and he loves berries. And, like, one of his idol animations is literally just, like, his throat, uh... Expanding? Yeah, it's just throughout expanding. It's just, like, really nice. And when you, like, hug him, he's really happy about it. He's just a really chill dude. And so far, that's my favorite part of the game. <laughs> now, do these animals know they're dead? Ye- they know that they are, at least from what I've seen so far, they know that they are at least getting ready to die or be taken to the other side. Gotcha. Yeah. So they're they're very aware of it. Um, they know that their end is coming soon. Um, so far, none of them are like actively trying to fight against it, which I'm interested to see if that does end up becoming a thing with at least one of the characters. Because it wouldn't it would be relatable to have a character that fears death, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, and that's ultimately what this game I think is going to be about is like. like dying and accepting it and like doing what you can in your final days or doing what you can for others in their final days I think that's probably going to be the overall theme of this and I'm I'm hoping that it's more than just the happy and nice side of it though um but yeah I'm I'm really enjoying it so far it's a very simple game uh, you gather, like, some resources, like, food and stuff and, like, wood to build some, build some like, a guest house on your ship and, yeah. like, a garden, a kitchen. Um, but it's just really nice. The music is very calming and peaceful. The animations have a lot of, a lot of personality put into them. Good. Um, every single character, at least their idol animations, and when you're talking with them, they have very distinct... Uh, writing and movements. Um, so, and if you like, if you have this, if you have Xbox Game Pass, this is on there. Jump on it with that. You, if you like nice little games, this is definitely one that you would want to check out. I don't know if this is little. People have said games like 35, 40 hours oh, long. Yeah, I shouldn't say, maybe yeah, I shouldn't not, say like little. little. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a pleasant game to play. Yes, yes. But, I haven't I haven't played it. I haven't downloaded it. I haven't started it. Yeah. But um the other day I saw a tweet like I started this game and then I looked up how long it is and oh god. <laughs> uh, like they weren't expecting that. So yeah. a lot of a lot of time is spent um traveling between destinations. Yeah, because it's like a resource management yeah. type game. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Casually. Like you don't you, yeah, it's a very casual resource management. Like, you don't expend any resources by traveling or anything, but it's, like, you got to get resources to build new things and, like, make new foods for your um, your ship members, if that's the term I'm going to use. Um, but, yeah, it's a really nice game. Uh, not a little game, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I... I'm really liking it so far. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to me maybe talking about it more. No, definitely talking about it more next week. 
Hopefully I'll maybe have something else too. I definitely won't beat this in time, especially yeah. if it's like 35, 40 hours. Yeah. I, <laughs> I am going to be very busy start, starting very soon, so I'm going to probably not be able to go through it as fast as I was intending, but I, I'll try and make good progress on it on a pretty consistent basis so that this so I don't end up talking about it for three weeks in a row, you know, or four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Arkham Knight and Spirit Fair, both really good times on completely opposite ends of the gameplay and uh, challenge spectrum. All right. Yeah. Um, with that, I think we're going to go into the news next after the break. Hopefully during the break, you were going to social media and checking us out at Suplex the Sticks on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also scroll up on the show, get to the show notes, however you do that on the podcatcher you use. And all of our social medias are linked there, as well as a link to our Discord. Click that. If you have Discord downloaded, you'll just join our server and you can talk to us about video games Anytime you want, and maybe get berated for your opinions. Maybe you can make fun of us. We appreciate it if people make fun of us back. Uh, we're kind of tough, uh, <laughs> but it's fun. I I like being in there, and it's a it's a good time had by all. I hope, uh, at least for me. Yeah, same. <laughs> so I've had a distinct lack of people calling me out on my bad takes. I don't know. Sometimes. I never we do. I never got <laughs> crap for saying I don't like Assassin's Creed Four. I'm still waiting for yeah, that. Yeah. To someone to, to be so furious with me over that. So, all right, let's let's talk about some news. Uh, I talked a little bit earlier about Rocket League. So Rocket League is be- becoming free to play this summer, uh, and with that, Ooh. you are going to you won't be required to have Switch Online or PlayStation Plus when it goes free to play. So you can just play it. Um, and if you already own it on three different, four different consoles like I do, you, at that point, get a bunch of bonuses because you bought the game and now it's free. Nice. So, yeah, you get a bunch of cosmetics and stuff. So pretty cool. Pretty cool of Psionics. Uh, I think they're the developers. I am unknowing in this situation, but does the Switch version have crossplay with the rest? All of them have crossplay. Fantastic. Yes. Maybe I'll join you. <laughs> Six, I, I believe the Switch version is 60 frames, too. They, they, they really cut Ooh. it so that they... I mean, uh, it looks rough, but it runs 60. So, I mean, I'll, the sacrifices... Yes, um, that have to be made... <laughs> now I'm used to playing it on my PC where I get 250 frames, but um, like I don't know, I frames. I'll, I'll take my 60. Everyone over in the pleb corner. We can all talk <laughs> about frames one day. Um, that'll be a big hash out battle uh, between friends. But you know, frames they matter. They do. Yes. 
So, Ubisoft is having another forward on September 10th. And with this, they... So this got leaked last week, I think. Or sometime after we recorded last week. Yeah. I, I think it was just a few days ago. Yeah. So this got leaked that Gods and Monsters, the name is changing. The name is changing to Immortals Phoenix Rising. Phoenix spelt F-E-N-Y-X. It's, I don't know if it's Immortals or Immortal. It's one of the two. Singular or plural. But it doesn't matter because this is a decidedly worse name than Gods and Monsters. Yes. Which was a good name for a video game. And now it's just a bad name for a video game. I I feel like it's very forgettable now. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm sure you could say that Gods and Monsters is basic. Sure. Yes. But it sticks in my mind. But really it sticks easily. in my mind because it's simple. Yeah. But this is unnecessarily complex and also kind of forgettable. So, you know, I'm sure we'll learn more about that game. Maybe it'll come out this year. Who knows? Maybe we'll hear more about Beyond Good and Evil 2. No, I doubt it. I'm trying to speak it into the universe (laughs) just because I'm tired of not hearing anything. Maybe maybe we'll see more um, of Ubisoft blindly using political stuff without actually thinking of the message they're sending. Uh, Read all about that um, and how they decided to uh, set this mobile game up uh, with scenes of, you know, fists in the air for the bad guys while the cops are the good guys. That's really, you know, Ubisoft using their political set dressing bites them sometimes, and it's not great, man. (laughs) It's really frustrating, and it's hard to talk about. Yeah. I don't like it at all. And Ubisoft didn't even really give a real apology, which is frustrating. And it doesn't make me very happy. No. So, you know, it's a thing that happened. They removed it from the game, so now it's just people that are rioting that are the bad guys and the, you know, whatever. Ubisoft is always going to Ubisoft. Um they're doing the same thing with Watch Dogs, you know, the newest one, yeah. Legion. So, all right. Enough about Ubisoft and their complicated uh, worldview. Let's talk about Jeff Cayley, our favorite. Our favorite our bully. Man. I don't know. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a man. Jeff Cayley uh, built up. He did. He did say like, "Hey, lower your expectations, maybe," before going into this uh, Gamescom opening night live thing. Uh, but this thing was two hours. It was two hours of announcements. Forrest slept through all of it and woke up. <laughs> and woke up during the last fifteen minutes. Yep, and caught those last few minutes, and then. Immediately rewatched the whole thing. Why? I see. Okay, let me, because I did not say this uh, the other day when it happened, but I was skipping through most of the mid, uh, like the time in between okay, trailers okay, okay. and stuff, and yeah. even then, 
I was skipping over some trailers and announcements that I know I was not. There's a lot. About. We're not going to talk about everything in this because uh, it was two hours long, and I would argue that maybe twenty to twenty five percent of it was memorable and not even important. Yeah. So, Little Nightmares two got a new trailer. I'm very excited for that. That's coming next year. Uh, Twelve minutes. They announced that it has a voice cast like with stars, baby. Yeah. Uh, that's got James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley. Uh, as from Star Wars, as Rey, she was Rey. Um, so this is her her first thing since Star Wars, I think. Yeah, I think so. And Willem Dafoe. Love which that guy. Everyone loves Willem <laughs> Dafoe. He's the only reason the Death Note movie on Netflix was good. So <laughs> He's the only good thing about that movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's amazing, and I am... Just so glad that he is now in a video game medium. I don't know yeah. if he's been in another video game. I feel like saying he was in this one game that Ellen Page was in. Was he Was he in Beyond? I Two think Souls? so. Maybe. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I wanted to bring up. You've been to Batuu, right? At Star Wars Land? Yes. Yes. It's not Star Wars Land, Listen, I'm a... It's Batuu. Batuu. You go to the planet. So, at Hollywood Studios, which is in Orlando, there is the, what people call Star Wars Land, but it's Batuu. It's a planet Batuu. Uh, So, it was Willem Dafoe in that game, by the way. So, you go to Batuu, and it's a very immersive world. I've talked about it on the show before. The rides are immersive. It's all part of the Star Wars story. So the one cool thing they did announce is that Sims 4 is getting an expansion called Journey to Batuu. And it's just set on this planet. The Sims 4, <laughs> you go around and talk to... And like all the stuff is set and themed exactly like the theme park. Yeah, Like it's laid out exactly like it. And so, like, I'm watching this trailer and it's blowing my mind <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard me talk about on the show before. I'm such a big theme park person. That's what my vacations are. I love Disney. I, you know, everyone on Twitter and stuff likes to deride a Disney adult. That's fine. But that's me. And I'm okay with it. Um, and it's fine. I'm, a di- I'm different than you. <laughs> Don't deride me for being different. But... It's so neat to see The Sims 4 decide that we're taking this fictional theme park experience, or this theme park experience that has a fictional story baked into it, and then turning it into a video game. It made me want to buy The Sims 4. Yeah. Because then... It looks really good. It looks really cool. And you get to go in the... the So there's a bar in there called Oga's Cantina, and it, the bar looks exactly like it does in the in real life. Like when you're there and the shops look like it and it's just insane looking. Yeah. I'm, it's so cool. Does, I don't even know how much of an experience this is going to be, <laughs> um, but you can meet the, there's V Maradi, who is uh, one of the characters in the books that lives on Batu that walks around the theme park nice. as well as Ray and Chewie. And Kylo and some stormtroopers. I feel like saying I like I don't remember if this was said like during the presentation, but isn't there like some story content in this as well? Yeah, yeah. seemingly there's going to be some sort of story involvement. Um, 
What they'll probably do because Disney is so aggressive about canon is that I bet you this will end up being like a dream sequence or something. Who knows? But it works. It's neat. Yeah. I I, I was just blown away by it. It was, you know, if they like added Disney World to The Sims, like that'd be Ooh. dope. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's for me. They it's, like yeah. The Sims has been trying to find an expansion that would get me. And after four <laughs> games, they found it. It's a Star Wars one, of course. Hook, line, and sinker. Uh, they also talked about Fall Guys Season 2, which is going to be medieval-themed. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> the games in that look appropriately bonkers. Yes. Um, so, like, ones where you have to work together to build platforms, but you can also take them away from people. Really trolling. So chaotic. Stuff. Yeah, it's going to be it. chaos. Let's see. Spellbreak got a release date. I don't remember this one. It's the it's the Wizard Battle Royale. Oh, the one that I really like the art style yeah, for. Yeah, the art style is amazing. <laughs> I always talk about that every time for I see it. For some reason, Jeff Cayley said you can play this tonight, and that's not the case. It comes out tomorrow. It comes out on September 3rd. Mm. Um, I don't know if some wires got crossed there, <laughs> um, but whatever. Yeah. And then the only other thing that's exciting for me is that the Destiny 2 got more stasis abilities. Uh, there was some gameplay for it, and so that looked really cool yeah. and made me excited. So Every new Destiny 2 trailer just... It makes me wish that I got the game when it originally came out. Well, I, guess what? I, all of the all of the stuff is coming to Game Pass. Yeah, and I so, am slowly working my way through it. And that's in September... <laughs> September 17th, I think, is when all of this, all of the previous content comes to Game Pass. Nice. So you will get to experience it before the big one in November, if you choose to, like, buy into that expansion. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, why wouldn't you? You'll get the stasis abilities. I also will have the money soon, <laughs> yeah. so I'm set. Yeah. I just have to dedicate time to playing it more. That's about yeah. it. And, you know... Destiny requires a little bit of time. Yes. <laughs> you, <laughs> I would say a little bit is a bit of an understatement. Maybe a lot of <laughs> it, you know. So let's talk about Xbox Series S, the worst kept secret. We're past August. Is that what let's, the S in Series about, S stands for? We're past August, which was the mystical month where we were supposed to get the Series S announcement. We are supposed to get more info on the PS5. We were supposed to get more info on Resident Evil 8. The That's the of, real The month of August has passed. <laughs> Here we are. Believe it or not, it is currently September. Not knowing any more than we did weeks ago. Yeah. If not a month ago. We've been lied to, gosh darn it, well, by the games industry. We're, <laughs> it's really hard times, and it, I'm not mad at anyone. No, not at all. Just maybe don't say that. You're going to talk about things at a certain time and then don't. Yeah. And not even like, like, I would be more okay if they said, hey, we know we said this. We will not be following through with that plan anymore. We'll push it a few weeks. Instead, there's just like radio silence. Yeah. So, we'll know the prices of these machines the month before they come out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is 
Horrible marketing. The only thing we got was that the PS5 has a lottery system, I guess. You can sign up for a lottery to get a pre-order <laughs> through Sony. It's bizarre. <laughs> Don't understand it. Why not just announce the prices and just open up pre-orders like a regular company? Who knows? They're really playing chicken with they, this. I don't get it. So the, the <laughs> Xbox Series S, what I was getting at mainly ah, is yes. the it was mentioned on a Game Pass trial card. Someone noticed it. Uh, they bought a new controller, and it was there, listed as a compatible console. It said Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X. So once again, some official piece of Xbox. <laughs> it got wires got crossed. And this ended up in a box instead of the one that doesn't mention it yet. Some poor intern at the marketing department is probably getting blamed for this. No, it's factory. It's, <laughs> it's factory? Yeah, they're going to blame factory. Because that's who puts... like all, the, the, all that stuff gets in there. So. Fair. But uh, whatever, man. It's, <laughs> we're going to know about this soon enough. The one good Maybe. thing... We, we talked about it this week in the Discord... Um, is that the ser- the Series X is a thick boy. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> Your reaction to that. Was... Listen, it's like two GameCubes thick and tall. It's it's a GameCube thick. It's two it's GameCubes two tall. tall. Yes. And that's what I'm looking forward to. We're yeah. getting the game rectangle now. This is a big boy. <laughs> it's a It's a unit. And I, I really like the way it, it looks. It demands your attention. It does. It's <laughs> it's here. It is loud and, and proud. Yeah. <laughs> um, this thing, if you love something you can put stickers on, you've Ooh. got some space. If you... I don't know if anyone's going to put stickers on this. Yeah, I don't... I would. I think I would be a little... I might. Too scared to. I, I might put... I don't know. So my wife has a cricket. Uh, and so I might put like the coheed keywork or maybe our logo Ooh. on mine or something very Who nice knows? so you know whatever yeah it'll be this or it'll just be a black mysterious obelisk in my room and i don't i won't tell anyone what it is <laughs> so but it's gonna be big yeah uh i don't think it'll be anywhere near as tall as that ps5 though so. oh no I in just like thinking about the dimensions of both of these consoles is making me like kind of PS Five is thinner, but but like I'm worried that I may not be able to fit this on my shelves. You won't currently. be able to. You'll have to build a separate shelf on the wall. That sucks. I have no space in my room, <laughs> and I don't want to put the new consoles out in the family room because I'm gonna want to be playing them a lot. Right. So, you know, size. Yeah. So, it's, it's coming. Who knows when. Let's talk about the, the last bit of news, because it's coming out this Friday. It is already out for some people, because they had a, like, Tuesday launch version for people that bought the collector's editions. Yeah. Um, but Marvel Avengers, they, they showed off Kate Bishop as a, who is, Woo! they should not have put boring Clint in the game. There's my take. Why put a boring Hawkeye in when you're putting a good Hawkeye in? Yes. I'm I'm okay with him being in from like a story thing because like Kate's story in this in the trailer that was shown off like looks pretty interesting. But revealing Clint first, who looks so generic and 
as you and I both know, is the worst Hawkeye. Like, revealing him first was just not... I, out of I don't all like those the leaked characters, out of all those leaked characters we talked about, you choose Hawkeye to be your first big, like, this is yeah. post. Well, yeah, it's post. If you would have put that in the initial game, you would would have put people to sleep. Yeah. You, you would have been like, all right, yeah. Hawkeye's here. Hawk- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love bows and arrows. Which I will note. If the bow and arrow shooting feels anywhere near as good as throwing Thor's hammer or throwing Cap's shield, yeah. the game might have something. <laughs> but I don't think it's there. Oh, no. We'll see. Who knows? I All I know is that Kate will play better than Clint will. She Her trailer looked awesome. Yes. She's teleporting. She's got she, attitude. It's great. The, the voice actress uh, is having a fun time playing mm-hmm. her. Um, much more inspired performance from her than <laughs> most um, of the other cast. Any of the men on yes. the Dag team. <laughs> so yeah, basically Kamala and Kate are the real standouts here. In and this Kate's a game. post-launch character. Yeah. So you know, whatever. <laughs> you can tell that there's people that phoned it in. With this, and they're the people that make a lot of money from voice acting. Yep. And are just used to being in everything. <sighs> so, but so each post launch character will have a $10 season pass with cosmetics. You get the characters for free, regardless of if you choose to get the season pass. And the season pass will have cosmetics you can get that you cannot buy individually. So that's how they're going to make money from the characters. So everyone's been wondering, like, if you're promising all this post-DLC post is going to be free, how are you going to make money? Well, this is how. They're really depending that people are going to like this game enough to want these different emotes and everything. Yeah. Someone did the math. It's going to be like $15 for a legendary skin and $10 for a legendary emote once you in the store. So, and you know, if I get this game in the future, it depends on the skin. If they put like, oh man, if they put like Bucky Captain America, yes, in that's there, exactly what I'm thinking. I might spend fifteen dollars to have my here. Captain America look like that Bucky is, Cap. That is the best Cap suit. It is. <laughs> I have a signed copy of Steve Epting. It's in oh, my drawer where Steve Epting signed it, and it, I love that cover. It's the best. Cap, it's a great cap suit. I gotta see if they ever released like a figure or something for that. Yeah. Ugh, so man, straight up, like ah. it just. I can see myself. I can see <laughs> for it for certain certain for things. certain characters. <laughs> you know, if they, I'm just a sucker yeah. for like if they release. A really good looking, not cheesy, bad looking classic Hawkeye costume. I Ooh. will buy that. Yeah. Because I like the I was so disappointed that we didn't get the Hawkeye costume in the movies. Mm-hmm. So like there are costumes I will buy shamefully <laughs> if I like this game enough. Yeah. Like and it's just because I'll want to 
experience like playing through something like that with uh, with a skin that I like. Yeah. So, sadly, I know that if I get this game, it's not going to be on PS4, even though I want to play a Spider-Man. Uh, so, <laughs> that's frustrating. Yeah. But... The also that's been confirmed that if you buy the base version of this game, no matter what, you're getting the Xbox Series X or PS5 version. Great. So that's good. Cross gen. Cross gen. We love it. You're supported. <laughs> um Yeah. So that is it that I had for news. Forrest, did you have any other news? I'm no. No? I don't have anything lined up in the we are, we are hearing, so Tokyo Game Show has a thing in a couple weeks, and they're talking about Resident Evil 8 there. Yes. Also, uh, Square Enix has two un- unlisted uh, pages on Twitter that they've made that I think are going to show up, um, or ha- we're going to get some new things announced from Square Enix at TGS. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe some more of those squares from that Kingdom Hearts thing will fill in. Yeah. Or, or you know. Nah, man. There's a lot. We're Could, not getting the Final Fantasy 16. You can just stop. That's mm, not happening. Don't kill my dreams, David. Uh, <laughs> it'll be, did the second Bravely Default come out yet or whatever? Did that come oh, out? Oh, no. It, yep, I don't think it happen. did. Crap. And then um, we'll get Project Octopath Traveler 2 or something. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get your hopes up. Listen, Final Fantasy sixteen is far away. I think they've got to, they've got to figure out where that franchise is going. And I 15, think, 15 was, I think, a black eye for them. Yes, I don't think uh, they were very happy. with The that. lead director for fourteen, who has been knocking out, knock, can't speak, knocking it out of the park. The last two major, or last two or three major content updates. Um, that they've had for um, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, from what I remember, he is going to be the lead director for sixteen. So, so if he's knocking it out of the park now, I'm very excited to see what sixteen does. There you go. Yeah. So, all right. And with that, we are going to talk at you next week. Bye. See you.